Mornings. It's Friday, November 5th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, a morbidly obese woman who isn't yet potty trained. Plus, the furry who charges $250 for a virtual hug. How Pikachu is involved in human trafficking and why you shouldn't lend out your sex toys. All coming up today. Yeah, um, I need a prayer for my friend in the hospital. He's, He's in the, the hospital. Uh, prolapse, war, yeah, prolapse ward of the hospital. Okay. Uh, his name is Timmy Boo Henson. He got shot up in the hood. Um, he's in a suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, named uh, a suburb named uh, Distorted View, uh, Ohio. He got shot. And, uh, uh, he got shot up in the hood. Wow. Man, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm a strip club DJ, and I take care of him at a convalescent center. Okay. Part of my uh, service. And I'm reformed now, and I'd like to pray, and I, you know, I get into Jesus. And uh, I feel bad for Timmy Boo Henson. He's uh, got a prolapse condition, but he's having a prolapse party tonight. And I pray for, you know, this prolapse party to go well. He's inviting a lot of people, Madge Weinstein, Cheryl Murkowski, uh, get him Steve Dave, a uh, bunch of people. Okay. Uh, his name is Timmy Boo Henson. Kenny Boo Hanson, I'm going to put his name in the prayer request box, and we're going to pray for him now, okay? Pray for Timmy Boo and his prolapse, please. Okay. Out here in the radio land, deliver and set free. Let your awesome power be manifested, in Jesus' name, thank God. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Timothy James Henson. Hold my hand while I poo. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Christian now fears his flatulence. Why did man have to have such a sweet rectum? That's pretty fucked up right there. Tim back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Got a great program for you. Uh, real quick programming note. Monday's brand new episode of Distorted View Daily may be delayed because I'm going to be down up over. <laughs> Where's my mom live? Wherever the hell she's at, I'm going. Yeah, I'm visiting my mom this weekend, and uh, I'm leaving Friday today. Obviously, I won't be able to work on Monday's show today. I'll be rolling back into Cincinnati on Sunday, and depending on how late things are, it could very well affect Monday's show. So I will do a best-of program, you know, so you have something to listen to on Monday morning for the commute. Later in the day, when I get around to actually finishing the new episode, I will, uh, you know, post that, of course. Yeah, I'm going up to Ashtabula to visit my mom. I'm trying to be a good son. In reality, I just want the largest chunk of this bitch's wealth. When she croaks, I want to be right at the top of that will. I got to look out for number one. It's a dog-eat-dog world. And uh, I'm down here in Cincinnati. I'm at a disadvantage. Her other two kids, my siblings, they live in Ashtabula. They got access to her and they're able to uh, poison her mind, fill it with all sorts of nonsense. Like, Tim doesn't need any of your money. Who gave you grandkids? He sure as fuck didn't. All that stock you've got in Apple, you should give that to your grandkids. That's the other disadvantage. You know, I'm far away and they're popping out babies, grandkids for my mom. And try as I might, Lord Douche has, uh, up to this point, failed to impregnate me. We're trying real hard. I think he's shooting blanks. I'm worried about going the adoption route. I found some reasonably priced Vietnamese children that need homes. 
and you can adopt them. The problem is my mom slips up all the time. She uses the wrong words, and I don't want to have to keep correcting her. No, mom, they're not oriental. Plus, I don't think she would love them as much as like her real grandkids. So it's a moot point. It's uh, it's an uphill battle for me. Gotta somehow burrow my way further into that will. So I'm gifting her TVs and stuff. Yeah, I'm bringing a a sixty inch television. That may sound incredibly generous. Thank you. I agree, it is. Uh, in reality, I bought her like a forty three inch shitty like Best Buy insignia television back in 2014 or 2015. It's dead now. And I felt bad about it because my mom doesn't complain. She just suffers through watching this television that has gone completely bad. Doing this weird thing where there's like this large, like half of the television is dark and the other half is kind of lit up and then also has dark bars. It's just, it's just going completely dead. But my mom will just sit there and watch the TV anyway. And I'm like, mom, I, you know, I'm going to buy you a new television so you can see. And she said, that's okay. I just like to have the TV on. It's not even so much about seeing anything. I just like to have the voices in the house because it makes me feel like I've got company. You know, since I live here all by myself, alone, my husband's dead and my kids never visit me. Even though I gave them everything I had. First chance they get. They abandoned me. All of them. Like, whoa. No, she did not say that. And, you know, I'm not that great of a son because the TV I'm giving her is also broken. I can't afford to be buying her 60-inch television. Are you crazy? Uh, This was uh, one. You may have seen this one in the studio when I've done videos in the past. It's not like a 4K or anything. And as a matter of fact, it's got, um, what do they call it? Uh, Bad pixels. Like a white dot in the middle of the screen that never goes away. I hope my mom watches a lot of like space, <laughs> like sci-fi shows. You know, because if there's like shots of space with a bunch of stars, that that dead pixel will just blend right in. I'm betting on her eyesight being just bad enough that she's not going to notice it. I'm giving her a TV and the complete box set of Star Trek: The Next Generation seasons one through nine. Really hoping she'll just watch those. Anyway, so those are my big plans this weekend. Wish me luck. Heading up to the boo. As for today, I do have a bunch of great audio to share with you. You know, TLC is the home of freaks and weirdos and abnormally large people. Oh, they love the morbidly obese. From my 600-pound life to 1,000-pound sisters to too large. That one's a show I've never seen before. I was wondering, like, how does Too Large differentiate themselves from my 600-pound life and all of the other fat shows? I think what TLC has learned is that we don't need to see people being successful at losing weight. That's kind of the premise of 600-pound life, right? They want to get the gastric bypass surgery so they lose a little bit of weight so they can qualify. Then at the end of the show, you know, we see how much weight loss they've actually accomplished. With 1,000-pound sisters... We just like to look and laugh at the fat people. The whole series is about Tammy and Amy. One of the sisters got the bypass surgery, but she's like gaining the weight back. And the other one can't even qualify. She's just super large. She's the majority of the thousand pounds in thousand pound sisters. It's a very highly rated show. People are just tuning in to gawk at the fat people. Now TLC is finally just leaning into that with too large. Every week, a new fat person struggling to do just about everything. It's a hoot. Here's a clip from an episode featuring Megan, 
Megan's last name is like Crankle or Crunkle. I'm Megan Crumpler. Crumpler, I'm sorry. That's what happened to poor Megan's cat when she stepped on it. It crumpled. Megan here is in her bedroom. She's actually in her bed trying to stand up. I'm Megan Crumpler, 42, and I'm from Stockbridge, Georgia. The only two good things about being fat is, one, you can't get kidnapped, and two, you age good because the fat fills in your wrinkles. Assuming you'd live long enough where you would start getting wrinkles, I don't think she's going to make it out of her 40s. Taking her like 10 minutes to roll out of bed, and she's got one of those oxygen things in her nose. But there are so many things negative about being fat. Her kneecaps have rolls. There's there's like there's fat spilling over her knees. It's the strangest thing. Take a look at the chapter artwork and really examine that picture. But there are so many things negative about being fat. See, okay, I gotta paint the picture here. Ah, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil this. She's kind of gotten out of bed. She's leaning over the bed, though. So she's standing on the floor, yet she's leaning over onto the bed. We're all kind of wondering what she's going to do. Now, you may recall she just said, I gotta pee. What she means is now. She's gotta go now. There's no way her fat ass is gonna make it to the bathroom. That is why, and here comes the spoiler, Megan lays puppy pads on the floor so she can just stand up and piss. You know the puppy pads I'm talking about, right? The absorbent white squares that uh, dogs pee on as you're trying to teach them, you know, to, to go outside or whatever. Pee. Being this large makes it hard to get to the restroom on time. So I've been improvising with a pee pad on the floor. I just have to kind of say, F- it. And go with the flow, because literally flow. <laughs> I mean, it takes her 15 minutes just to get out of bed to stand up and piss on the floor. There's got to be a better way. Yeah, it's called a bedpan. Just continue to lay down and let it go. And you know, when she stands up to pee or bends over the bed or whatever... It appears that she's still wearing some clothes. The piss is just like being filtered through the fabric. Oh, the smells in that room. I can only imagine. But when I was little, my mom actually worried I was too skinny. Your mom might have a mental disability or she's blind or something. Megan actually has a boyfriend and he seems nice. He's very helpful. Like when um, Megan's oxygen tube gets stuck on the corner of furniture and she- and she can't bend over to get it. You know, he'll dislodge it for her. That's love. Baby, I need help. I'm trapped. <laughs> Babe. Ooh. Yeah. That Damn. oxygen tank's going to kill her. As that I am. My lungs just can't keep up. So now I wear oxygen 24-7. I always get tangled out there. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah, you need less obstacles in the house. I've got a 50-foot cord. I call it my ball and chain. Oh, God, help me. She uh, She's not walking that far. She's having a lot of trouble, obviously. On top of that, 
I have fibromyalgia, arthritis, high blood pressure, diabetes, gangrene, leprosy, yellow fever, HIV, HPV, feline AIDS, canine AIDS, Ebola, COVID-19, COVID-19 Delta, COVID-19 Kappa Kappa Gamma, that plague and Resident Evil that turned everyone into zombies and chapped lips. Still, after all of that, it's going to be her goddamn oxygen tank that kills her. It got stuck under the foot of the couch. Cut off her oxygen supply. She done did died. Rest in peace, Megan. Rest in peace. All right. Uh, so there you go. Just a little bit from the TLC program called Too Large. By the way, I was reading a little more about the show. I think I'm wrong. This really does sound like uh, all the other shows. You know, the, the fat person tries to get help, lose weight, get the surgery. Still, on all those other shows, you don't see the fat people pissing on puppy pads. That's the that's the true innovation of this program. We really try to humiliate the obese <laughs> on too large, and I'm here for it. Ding! Moving on, Vlad in the Discord submitted a great video from our most fucked up state. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Yes, police in Florida announced that they arrested 102 suspects during a six-day investigation into human trafficking. That's not the DV-worthy thing about this story. Apparently, Pikachu was a co-conspirator. At least, that's according to Sheriff Grady Judd, who, at a press conference, whipped out the Pokemon. I don't, I guess, to shame it? How could you do this to children? Look at everyone in the crowd. They despise you because you're a piece of crap. All right, Grady, take it away. Then there's Pikachu. No, we didn't arrest him. But Pikachu, you see, is a co-conspirator, not a willing co-conspirator. I thought he was addressing children. Like a bunch of elementary school kids were in the crowd or something. The way he's talking... Now, Pikachu is our friend. He just made some bad choices. He pulls the Pokemon from behind the podium, shows everyone. Now, look, now this is a Pikachu. Sometimes he doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. The fact of the matter is, though, that this is just like a regular press conference. The the press is there. Adults are in the background. I don't see any kids. Then there's Pikachu. Pikachu, Pikachu. No, we didn't arrest him. He'll be going to a hospital for mental evaluations, though. See, Pikachu has a disease of the mind. Because the next guy that I'm going to introduce you to, as he's grooming this child, makes the statement, we want to cuddle with Pikachu and have sex in the back of the car. Sounds like one of those pervs from Team Rocket. Did you hear what I said? All right, so a pedophile was talking to a kid and was like, hey, I've got a Pokemon doll. We can cuddle with it. I feel like you're kind of dragging Pikachu's name through the mud here. He's not a co-conspirator. He's a victim in all of this, too. Wrong place, wrong time. Well, I talked to Pikachu. He confessed. He turned state's evidence and said, dude, I had nothing to do with this pervert. He just bought me off the shelf someplace. Pikachu's a snitch. Pikachu doesn't like this. You know, if you play Pokemon or you're familiar with that, it's something like got to catch them all. Well, our detectives from the sheriff's office and the police departments, I don't know that we caught them all, but we caught a bunch of them, didn't we? This is a, he's talking to Pikachu right now. Didn't we, Pikachu? We make a great team. I don't know that we caught them all, 
but we caught a bunch of them, didn't we? Yes, we did. All right, now I'm starting to think the sheriff himself might need a mental evaluation done. Who's our guy who wants to cuddle with Pikachu and have sex with children? Wormadam, that fucking weird-ass Pokemon. He looks like he dabbles in molestation. Theodore E. Jones, 28 years of age. He wanted to told us what he thought was a 13-year-old child, a little girl, that he wanted to have sex with her for the first time. And that when they finished, he wanted to keep her panties. I know everything about this guy is vile, but let's not hold the panties thing against him. He wanted a memento. Is that so strange? Is that wrong? While we're casting judgment, let's just turn our attention to the sheriff for a moment. He could have got up in front of the podium and was like, hey, we caught ourselves some pedophiles. Good job, team. Instead, he's given all sorts of titillating details. This pervert wanted to participate in a threesome with a little girl in Pikachu, and then he wanted to sniff her panties and keep them. I don't know if those details were completely necessary for, you know, the press conference briefing or whatever. Pikachu said, I didn't like the dude from the beginning. I'm also not 100% sure the sheriff realizes that Pikachu's not real. I think in the sheriff's mind, Pikachu is his friend, maybe his partner. All right, Pikachu, as soon as we get off the stage here, I'm going to work on getting you a badge. All right, let's move on. I would like to introduce you to a new furry live streamer. His name is Garo, Garo Shadowscale. He says uh, he's a wholesome and energetic ice dragon. He streams daily on Twitch. He likes to hang out in VR chat. He's got his little dragon avatar. Other viewers can pop in and participate in the shenanigans. He's got multiple streams of revenue. He's got like a Patreon account. You, of course, can uh, tip him on Twitch. Look, I'm not blaming him for trying to make money. We're all hustling here. Maybe I'm just jealous, but check this shit out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see him behind me. Okay, good, 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 good. That's uh, Garo here. He's in VR chat. Let me go ahead and hug my love to your patrons. We're going to hop on over to Terraria. I think that's it for announcements. I don't think I'm forgetting anything. What you just heard was, let me hug my love tier patrons. You know how I have a Patreon account uh, and it starts at a dollar? You can pledge a dollar. This asshole starts at five and then it immediately goes to 25 and then a hundred, a hundred dollars a month. And what do you get for that small sum? A virtual hug in VR. Satoshi, big guys, I precious wiggly. Thank you so much for being a woe tier patron. I love it. Appreciate you so, so much. I precious wiggly. That makes me super duper happy to see. And don't forget, you can send me at least a DM every day and I will respond. Uh, you are guaranteed oh. that as per your rewards. Oh, an extra perk. You can send one DM <laughs> to this guy. And his avatar is literally going up to this other dude, this Satoshi or whatever, and hugging him. The, the avatars are hugging. According to the video here, this perk costs anywhere from $250 to $500 to, to get in the love tier. Now, I when I went on his Patreon account, I saw that it was only $100. So he either changed it, he lowered the price, or the video was wrong. It doesn't matter. $100 is still a lot of money to get one hug in VR chat. But I love you lots. I appreciate Satoshi Wiggly. Thank you for your support and all of you. mean so much for me. I appreciate Wiggly. There's like three or four other avatars waiting for their hugs, but damn, dude, slow down. Nothing says, you know, you're going through the motions like 
speed reading your thanks. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. You're so good to me. Thank you so much. That's the that's the personal greeting you get. Let's see if he slows down with the next guy. And Skywing, big eggs, I precious love to your patron. Hopefully things are gradually lightening up for you, my friend. You mean a lot to me. Could I get away with having a love tier? Maybe we could set up a tier like the, like a faggot tier. You know, people love to call in and um, uh, call me the F word. What if I only allow people who pledge like $500 a month to do it? I bet you I could get some takers because people really, really want to call me faggot. I'm going to have to put some thought into this. Big eyes, I precious Doug Wiggly. I love you so, so much. Thank you so much for being a love tier patron, for your help and support and kindness as always. It's always a pleasure chatting with you and hanging out with you. Love tier just sort of sounds like, it sounds culty, doesn't it? I've ascended to the love tier. At first, it's kind of like, it's kind of wholesome. Oh, you know, a content creator is hugging his fans virtually. But then you realize that, you know, they had to pay hundreds of dollars for the privilege. You listen closely, you'll notice that he also kisses as he's hugging. My precious love to your patron. Well, ultimately, if people are willing to pay for virtual hugs and kisses, more power to them. We are living in strange times. Here's another example. Got a couple of Microsoft employees hosting a stream. Here they are introducing themselves. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalia Godilla. I'm a Caucasian woman with long blonde hair, and I go by she, her. Okay, great. Thanks. I feel like some of those details at least were unnecessary. I'm a product marketing lead here at Microsoft and co-host of the podcast Security Unlocked with this guy. It'd be funny if he was like, did you just use a gendered term to describe me? We haven't gone over my pronouns yet. You don't know if guy applies to me. I mean, they're co-hosts of a podcast. They know each other. But still, you're spoiling all his fun. He hasn't had a chance to reveal his pronouns and what type of hair he has yet. That one is perplexing. Like, I get it that it's probably for visually impaired people, but there are better ways to describe yourself for the blinds. I'm sure blind guys, for instance, would appreciate to know uh, like how big your tits are. I don't even think you should be allowed to describe yourself to blind people. You need to have a third party. They'll look you up and down and they'll tell the truth. Yeah, this bitch who's talking, she's a six on a good day. She's got rosacea, lifeless hair. She's not fat, but she doesn't have curves in all the right places. A little frumpy, if you ask me. I feel that paints um, a better picture than, uh, Hi, my name is Katrina, and I have long blonde hair. Is this something you uh, blind people... I know I've got, I've got some uh, blind listeners. Is this something you guys have been fighting for? It would be nice to know what color hair the person has that's talking. <laughs> kind of weird. Cast security unlocked with this guy. Yes, that would be me. Hello, everyone. I'm Nick Fillingham. I'm a Caucasian man with glasses and a beard. I go by he, him, and I'm a security evangelist here at Microsoft. We are so excited to be with you. What the fuck, man? It's so important that we know that Nick has glasses. I guess it makes the blind people be like, yeah, he's one of us. All right. He's got some vision problems, too. Cool. This is almost insulting to blind people. Yeah, all you need to know really is he's got glasses and he has a beard. You can let your mind fill in the blanks after that. That's all we're going to give you blind people. Hair length, hair color, and maybe one accessory they're wearing. You know what? As a society, we started normalizing the whole pronoun thing. And look what's happening now. It just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Get your shit together, Microsoft. All right, real quick, before we get into the news... 
been having a lot of fun with those uh, anti-vax clips. I thought we would switch things up. I've got an insane person at the grocery store who very much believes that COVID is a real problem. She's afraid of it. She's also angry because uh, another shopper is trying to get around her in the aisle. She feels she's allowed to block the entire aisle and, and everyone needs to s- stay six feet away from her. Did you literally just tell me not I to go down the aisle. The law is six foot. You're trying to infringe. I'm not going to let you do it. You can go shop somewhere else. And when I'm done here looking at what I want to look at, then you can come back. Till then, I'm the queen of this aisle. I own baking goods and spices, bitch. You know, the lady doesn't even want to shop exactly where the crazy bitch is at. She just needs to get through. If you can't back up. Don't look at me like that. You ain't stupid. You ain't doing nothing but trying to confront. She's not going to let you through, honey. Back up. Well, now another shopper is, is trying to get through. <laughs> there's a pile up. She said there's a six foot Call wall. security. Security. Oh, it also should be noted, crazy bitch is not wearing a mask. Why can't you put on the she doesn't want nobody in here. And, you know, you don't have to wear a mask, but if you're this concerned, you, you know, you'd think you'd protect yourself, too. Security! Well, security doesn't come, but a store worker does. Okay? Yeah, they're going to she doesn't make any sense. She says she's not wearing a mask because she's been vaccinated, but the virus has mutated, so the vaccine won't work. So by that logic, she should be wearing a mask to protect herself, but she's not. I just want people to back up. Well, sweetheart, don't cuss and be polite and let them shop. Don't stand in the middle of the aisle, you know. When I'm done selecting what I want to you select, need to move over so our other customers can get back. This is not six feet. You need to move over so our other customers can get back. Now, the uh, store worker has grabbed this woman's cart to push it out of the way. I think that's going to set crazy off. You need to move over so our other customers can get back. Woman, you want to go to jail today? I want to come back to her. You want to go to jail today? Excuse me. Go ahead. You want to go to jail today? You pack me that cart one more time and you're going to jail. Yeah, there's a battle with the cart. The crazy lady keeps uh, grabbing her cart and pushing it into the store employee to back her up. You pack me that cart one more time and you're going to jail. Okay? You're the one that grabbed a hole in my cart. I moved your cart like I asked you to move. Now, will you please get out of the middle of the aisle? You're fired. I love the pause and then the you're fired as if this insane cunt has any pull at the Piggly Wiggly. My uncle owns this place. You're fired. You don't know who you're dealing with. I'd be like, I bet I'm not fired. And even if I was, boo hoo. I'll go find another minimum wage job at any one of the fucking 10,000 places around town that's hiring. There are so many crappy jobs out there, bitch. You don't know who you're dealing with. Uh, The soothing sounds of the continued collapse of our society. This is the type of stuff I listen to laying in bed to fall asleep. (laughs) Like those thunderstorm tracks, you know? People screaming and losing their minds seem to put my mind at ease. Calms me down for some reason. Love that shit. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist and the fucked up news. Right now. Not a 
member of the Distorted View Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Help support the stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. When you sign up, you'll gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Well over 4,000 shows at this point. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for Sideshow Freaks. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast. Uh, and earlier on Tuesday, there was another Sideshow episode. If you want to sign up, it's very inexpensive. Great deal at only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Check out superfreaksideshow.com for more information. There are other ways to support DV. I also have a Patreon account. Virtual hugs incoming uh, if you pledge enough money. You can actually pledge as little as a dollar. Every little bit helps. If you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line. Or I will play your calls first. If you pledge fifty bucks a month, you can call me the F word all you want. Not just it's not just a one time thing. You can really go hard verbally gay bash me if you want to. I guess I don't know. I'm a whore for cash. Patreon.com slash distorted view. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, we got one from Kentucky here. A Corbin woman is facing several charges, including second degree assault, after she allegedly stabbed her cousin following an argument over a sex toy. I'm guessing what happened here is that the cousin lent her a dildo, and that dildo was amazing, gave her all sorts of toe-curling orgasms, and when it was time to return the dildo, she didn't want to. Gotta be how this story plays out, right? Although it is so weird to me that one would let someone else borrow their sex toys. Is that a common thing among you women? Because I think it's gross. It's like sharing toothbrushes. No, that is completely off the table. It just sounds so white trash, doesn't it? Geraldine, let me use your dildo. Mine's all busted up. According to an arrest citation, an officer was dispatched to Mitchell Hill Road on Saturday afternoon in reference to a stabbing. It states Crystal Denham called 911 and she said that she had stabbed her cousin, Michael Barton. Wait, it was a dude? Her sassy gay cousin lent her his dildo? That's even grosser. This guy's put it up their butt. All right. Uh, yes, Michael Barton is her cousin and also uh, her neighbor. Denham was sweeping the porch when an officer got to the scene. Denham told the officer Barton came to her home and they got into an argument over the sex toy. She borrowed it. I knew it. Gross. And he said he wanted it back. It's playing out exactly like I thought it did, except he's a guy. The citation says she told him to get off her property. <laughs> She's going to keep that tilt up. Uh, and when he grabbed her by the elbow, she used the kitchen knife she was holding in her hand to stab him. So wait a second. I thought this argument all like took place on the porch when she was sweeping. Now all of a sudden she's sweeping with a knife? Something doesn't add up here. Maybe the argument continued like into the house because maybe the guy like pushed his way in. He's like, give me my dildo. I need it. Daddy's butt is aching for a pounding. And so help me God if there's any pussy juice residue on my dildo. I told you specifically to wipe it down after every use because that shit skeeves me out. Yeah, Michael grabbed her by the elbow and she used the kitchen knife she was holding in her hand to stab him. Barton's injuries were considered minor and he refused medical treatment. He told the officer Denham began acting crazy. It's just like Alexis K. Tyler says, dick will make you lose control. 
He said that uh, she stabbed him when he went to leave. When the officer told Denim that uh, she was under arrest, the citation says Denim started to yell and said she wasn't going to jail. The officer pulled out a taser, and according to the citation, she formed a fist with each of her hands, got into a fighting stance, swelled her chest out, and began approaching the officer. The officer stepped to the side and pushed Denim to where she became compliant and placed under arrest. Denim was charged with second-degree assault, second-degree disorderly conduct, menacing, and resisting an officer. Also, she basically stole a dildo. I don't know why that's not a charge. You know what? To avoid dildo-related disputes in your family, check out adamandeve.com. They've got like tens of thousands of products, tons of sex toys, amazing dildos, clit stimulators, vibrators, what have you. Use promo code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K at checkout, and boom, you'll save 50% on just about anything from their vast catalog. That means you can buy each member of your family a dildo of their own. No jealousy. No needing to share. Dildos make a great stocking stuffer. And a pussy stuffer. And an ass stuffer. The holidays are coming up. It's a stressful time. Help bring peace to your dysfunctional family. Buy them all dildos from adamandeve.com. Again, promo code FREAK. 50% off just about any item. Free shipping on your entire order. AdamandEve.com, promo code FREAK. All right. Uh, Second story we have for you today. Well, ladies, I've got a hot tip for you to help determine how big a dude's dick is without having to see the dick. Yeah, you can help avoid embarrassing situations where you go out with a guy, bring him back to your place. He unzips. He's got a tiny schlong. Uncomfortableness ensues. You should really know what you're getting into beforehand, but you can't just ask a guy, right? Let me help you. A doctor has divulged an unconventional hack to gauge the size of a man's penis without him dropping his pants simply by glancing at his hands. But it's not the size of his hands, per se. We've all heard that one. It's not true. You got to pay attention to his index finger. Dr. Karen Rajan says you can guess the size of a man's cactus by how short his index finger is. The doctor cited a 2011 urological study in the Asian Journal of Andrology, which said that a shorter index finger compared to a ring finger correlates to a bigger dick. See, that's the opposite of what you would think. You would think the longer index finger means the dude has the bigger dick. But no, it's a shorter index finger compared to the ring finger. This is known as the second to fourth digit ratio calculated by dividing the... Oh, God, there's math involved. Now I'm starting to think this isn't worth it. All right, this is known as the second to fourth digit ratio calculated by dividing the length of the index finger by the length of the ring finger. The smaller the index finger, the lower the 2D, 4D ratio. Think of it as the urological version of using one's forearm to calculate foot size. In addition, apparently, uh, this is not just useful for estimating the size of one's phallus, A smaller digit ratio points to high exposure to testosterone in the uterus. According to the study, testosterone doesn't just control future penis length, but also future finger length. The doctor did say this is not a hard and fast rule, just a quick and dirty way to sort of get an idea of what your guy's packing down there. Quote, it's an interesting study, but by no means a rule book. 
By the way, uh, this is not the only unorthodox way to guess penis size. Studies have shown that the larger a man's nose is, the bigger his penis. Meanwhile, those with larger salaries often don't measure up in the manhood department. Well, ladies, I'm poor. Who wants to straddle this massive hog? Scientists are still disputing the importance of penis size. Although one recent study suggests that size does play a factor in fertility as men sporting smaller dicks are less likely to become fathers. That just makes sense to me. Women don't want to fuck them. And even if they do end up having sex, their penis is too small to actually penetrate far enough to impregnate the lady. See, it's science. Laws of physics are in play and stuff. I don't know. All right. Final story we have for you to know. We end with an utterly dumb news story from New Zealand. Colin and Donna Craig Brown were weeding their garden in New Zealand when Colin's hoe struck something huge just beneath the soil's surface. As the couple knelt down and began digging around the object, Colin wondered if it was some kind of strange fungal growth, a giant puffball. After Colin pried it out with his garden fork, he scratched away a bit of the skin and he tasted it. A potato! My name is Potato! 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 Okay, so this couple dug up a potato. BFD. Why is this a news story? Guys, this wasn't just any potato. It was a massive potato. So big, these idiots named it. May I introduce you to Doug? If you would like to see Doug, check out the chapter artwork. Here's the thing. Doug is uh, rather ugly. He's very ugly. Uh, Not exactly pretty. Donna described its appearance as more of an ugly mutant look. But it's quite possibly the largest potato on record. See? Now it's TV worthy. When the couple lugged it into their garage and put it on their old set of scales, it weighed in at a remarkable 17.4 pounds. That's 7.9 kilograms. It's equal to a couple of sacks of regular potatoes. Or... A small dog. In the weeks since their unusual find on August 30th, the couple's potato has become something of a celebrity around their small farm. They've named the potato Doug after the way it was unearthed. Oh, they dug it up. I get it. (laughs) Kind of cute. They even built a small cart to tow Doug around. We put a hat on him. We put him on Facebook, taking him for a walk giving him some sunshine. It's all a bit of fun. It's amazing what entertains people. Yeah, people are idiots. A more official weigh-in at a local farming store put Doug at 7.8 kilograms. The Guinness World Record entry for the heaviest potato is a 2011 monster from Britain that weighed in at just under 5 kilograms. So this one blows that potato out of the water, man. The couple says they've applied to Guinness to have Doug recognized and they are waiting to hear back. Now, they didn't plant Doug. Doug must have been self-sown, and quite possibly uh, he was growing for a couple of years or more. Colin says, It's a mystery to me. It's one of nature's little pleasant surprises. 
But Doug hasn't proved an easy charge to look after. As the couple showed the potato off, Doug began to dry out and he started to lose weight. Mold started growing from its wounds. He was getting a bit pungy. I don't know what that means. That's that's like an Australian thing, I think, said Colin, referring to the potato's smell. Colin cleaned up Doug as best as he could, and he put the potato in the freezer where it remains to this day. What's next for Doug? Well, after being weighed in uh, with the Guinness Book of World Records, Colin said he's keen to turn Doug into a nice drop of potato vodka. Wow. Good luck and Godspeed, Doug. All right. There you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, guys, we are wrapping things up for the week, but I do have some voicemails I wanted to share with you. Real quick, though, if you would like to contact me, uh, there are many ways to do so. Email me, show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. We've got a Discord where all the freaks hang out. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. If you would like to participate, just click on that link. We also have a subreddit if you would like to just, uh, you know, submit news stories or something. Distortedview.reddit.com. All right, let's check in with a few freaks today. Hello, Timmy Boo. It's your unicorn hands for checking in. I'm just sitting on the can taking a shit. Not going to send any shit audio. I do have my Bluetooth on me, but I am at work, and uh, I don't feel like getting shit on my Bluetooth again like I did on August the 10th. Anywho, I'm calling because I was listening to a double dose of DV. I had a double a double something rare happened this week i was so fucking busy i didn't i missed wednesday's show and oh, i got no. up that's fucking rare for me i haven't that hasn't happened to me in years anywho thank you it was great show and i uh, also wanted to mention i also you know sometimes i listen to other podcasts well i do listen to other podcasts but sometimes you mention this other dude that uh, got paid a lot of money, the short dude, the bald-headed dude, Rogan, and uh, he likes to play Kung Fu, and sometimes he gets famous people, and he works for the Spotify people. Yes, you don't get his numbers, but I'm sure those Spotify people tell him to jerk off or jump how high, and he'll say, yes, sir, you know, not you, but anywho, his guest was uh, Gilbert Gottfried, and uh, oh, yeah. it was interesting hearing him uh like do out of care not performing but talking because i never understood i i i just listen to that other podcast when it's somebody famous that i know and care about and it's weird listening to that so which brings me to this uh say you had to do a different podcast say you had to do something on geopolitical issues (laughs) economical issues a serious podcast what would it be would it be about the laws of physics would it be uh politics uh i don't know gender equality no, uh, no. let me know see you said i have to do something that's uh serious and uh, all the podcasts that i would be really interested in doing are more lighthearted and fun like i would do something maybe like a nostalgia focused pop culture show you know based on my favorite decade the 90s but that's not a serious uh, show the only semi-serious thing i could ever see myself doing I am a big, like, tech nerd. I always like uh, messing around with uh, new things, you know, like laptops and audio equipment and stuff like that. 
But I think that's more probably more visual in nature. Like if you're going to review products or talk about your setups and st- stuff like that, that would be like a YouTube like thing more than a podcast. But I don't know. I mean, if I if I can't do a show like this, I'm fucked. <laughs> hey, Tim, this is Dave from Lincoln. Um, I was just listening to the September 20th show, a little behind. Uh, but you did a story about a kid who stuck a USB cord, like a full-size USB. Oh, right up his uh, pee hole, right? Up his dick. Yeah. And into his bladder. And uh, you were talking about the parts of the, I think, the outside of the urethra. is called urethral meatus. And I just thought that sounded <laughs> like a member of the band Guar. It but does. Anyway, uh, love you, Timmy. Bye. Yeah, that term meatus is great. <laughs> hey, Tim. Edge Lord Trash here. Uh, good news. One, my knee is uh, has some deep tissue bruising. Just going to hurt for a little bit. Nothing serious. So floor hold back and it's going to fuck me up too much. Uh, number two, a question for Haley's Comet. Um, at this point, are you just like making shit up about your life or is this actually <laughs> real? Because I feel like you're making shit up. Anyway, love you, boo. Have a good day. Yeah, Haley's comic called in uh, yesterday with some more details of his uh, insane mother. Jump, boo, Timmy, boo. This is Patreon member and Sideshow Freak, white guy with guitar. But I am officially changing my name to Zing Pow before anybody else takes it. (laughs) All right, you got it. You're Zing Pow. Another reference to uh, yesterday's podcast. Let's do a few more here. Some uh, free side voicemails. Hey, Tim. This is uh, Rafe Van Winkle. Uh, I was listening to a January side show where you're talking about some dude that gets fired from a job. And he, um, he goes and kicks in the door of his ex-co-worker because he won't accept the Facebook request. I kind of had an interesting story. Um Back when I was on Facebook and actually had friends and stuff, uh, this was like... What the hell has happened to you? Whenever Trump was running for the election, um, I had this friend that I used to work with, and um, whenever they announced that uh, Trump had won, I he, re- he wrote something on his Facebook page that was like, I openly cried on the subway on my way into work. <laughs> and I don't give a shit what side of the political spectrum you're on. This is a dude. He's like a big, strong guy. And he's sitting there saying he like openly wept and all this yeah. kind of shit. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm deleting this asshole from my Facebook list. I do that every once in a while. Uh, well, anyway, uh, come uh, time... Uh, Sorry, I'm high, too. So, uh, (laughs) Summer of 2020, I'd gotten laid off my job because of the pandemic, and I'm sitting here going around looking for work and shit, and I throw my stuff up on um, on LinkedIn. And uh, I guess that dude found my profile and reached out to me, and I started talking to him and interviewing and all this good shit. And then uh, come to find out, like, he just kind of, like, ghosted me after the interview. And I was like, shit, man, I've already gone through like two or three interviews with these people, this company he's working for, what's going on? And he wouldn't ever respond. Well, I reached out to another one of our mutual friends or ex-co-workers. I come to realize that he didn't respond to me because I had deleted deleted him from Facebook. So, yeah, people are assholes about that. Little whiny bitch is what he is. 
I tend to not uh, delete friends. What I will do is I'll just unfollow them so I don't have to see their fucking bullshit on my feed. You know, it's like muting people, basically. They still think I can see all of their insane ramblings, but uh, I can't. You might want to think about doing that if you care. You know what I mean? We'll eliminate awkward situations like that in the future. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch guys do email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God. It's an oh, God. So I've been improvising with a pee pad on the floor. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday at some point to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. We'll see you next week. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.